Hello, Dr. Shaw here, and welcome to our 33rd podcast on teaching humanity remotely. Today, as promised, I'm going to continue with sharing a parent's guide to effective communication with children. We're at the phase where I am discussing questions that you posed and my answers to them. So today we're on our second question. And I just want to, before I read the question and the answer, because I do want to be exacting, I just want to briefly provide a little summary. In writing the book, A Parent's Guide to Effective Communication with Children, what I realized was that there are really very few components for successful communication. And then, of course, there is the discipline to ensure that you're having follow-through. The components are really the following three elements. You need to set the stage for success. And setting the stage for success incorporates making sure that you're front-loading, which means that you are putting a lot of attention into the experience at the beginning so that you can start cruising through the experience in the middle and at the end. You're lining everything up. You're setting a strong foundation. It's as if you're building a house and you're making sure that the bottom story of your house is firm and has total support so that as you create the upper stories, you're going to be able to have a strong, sturdy house. Front loading makes you work harder in the beginning. It's sort of the way I do a party. When I'm having a party, I want to be able to have fun and socialize with my guests. So I'm going to work really hard pre-party so that when the party happens, everything's already set up. The food's already there. The cocktails are already made. Everything is set up so that I can engage in the actual experience. Preparation is the key. So when I front load in the experience of trying to have effective communication with children, what I do is that I make a plan. Together, we decide that 8 o'clock is a good bedtime. I get buy-in. Of course, it's really my decision, right? But I want to include my child so there's skin in the game from my child's perspective. And then in that front-loading, this is the most important piece besides front-loading by setting up the schedule. In the front-loading, the consequences are built in. There's no mystery. If my child doesn't follow through on my child's part of the commitment, then there'll be a natural consequence for my child to have to experience. If I don't follow through, there's going to be consequences too. And it's all going to be stated, all explicit. I know that when I was a teacher, some teachers would feel like, I don't want to give away the lesson by telling the students what I want them to learn. That wasn't my perspective. My perspective is there is no guesswork here. This is what I'm going to teach you. This is what I want you to learn. And then if they didn't learn it, I know it, and then I have to teach in another way. It's up to me as the adult to make sure that I am going to fulfill my requirements, that I am going to master my objectives. So I need to be really clear about what they are for myself 
And if I want my child, if I have the same high expectation for my child, I'm going to make sure that they're going to master their objectives by being straight up and being really clear. There's nothing wrong with clarity. As a matter of fact, if I provide guesswork for my child, then they don't know if they're coming or going. It's not creating a sturdy foundation. So we're going to be very clear in what the goal is and all that encompasses that goal including what happens if you don't meet the goal. There are natural consequences. That's all in the front-loading phase. Setting the stage for success, front-loading where you're putting all of the information right on the table, and that includes the consequence. And then you might say, well, what about the reward? The reward is following through and reaching your goal. That is intrinsically rewarding enough. And of course, the next day after your child gets up, you could discuss how proud you are of your child and you can do a lot of uh, very authentic praising of your child. And you might even want to have an external reward every once in a while, a little icing on the cake, but I do not think that's always necessary. And I wouldn't over reward with external rewards because I think it teaches children that they always need something extra instead of knowing that doing the right thing in and of itself is the greatest reward. And now I'm going to discuss the second question that you asked me to discuss, and that is, how do I get my child to go to sleep at their bedtime? And here is the answer. This is yet another place where front-loading is the key. You must have buy-in from all the stakeholders, especially your child. Buy-in means agreement. If you set the stage by stating that we are only as good as our word, which means our actions need to match our words, once we make an agreement, in this case, a commitment to bedtime, you need to follow it or there will be consequences. At the time that you are discussing bedtime with your child, you should include what happens before bed. And I think this is really an important piece, right? You know, there could be a bedtime ritual. It could take a half hour. So you need to know that, discuss it. And then you as the parent and the child need to realize what time you need to start your bedtime ritual in order to make sure bedtime is being honored at the time that you set. So here's some examples. Does your child get to read books or do you read with your child? Do you stay in bed with your child for a few minutes before your child is to sleep on their own? All of these options, along with natural consequences, are determined during this front-loading conversation. Then, at your child's actual bedtime, the experience should be smooth. And if it isn't, your work is still done because the natural consequence will already be set forth. So that's really the key. And you know what? You might want to speak to your child about bedtime many, 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 many times before you actually start really having the bedtime go into effect. You may want to discuss for a few weeks about what's going to, you know, in a few weeks, let's say your child's starting kindergarten in September. So in August, you start talking about it. It's been summer and we've been really lax, but you know, with, you know, in the next two weeks, we're going to talk about this. And then two weeks from today, we're going to start bedtime. And then you can slowly move into it because discussions really help to create buy-in as long as you're consistent. This agreement and the promise of consequences illustrates that you are holding high expectations for your child and your family. You are trusting that everyone is going to follow the agreement to which you all committed. Here, you as the adult must be consistent and have follow-through. 
You cannot give in to your child's new demand or request to renegotiate for a later bedtime. So in the moment that you're having the bedtime experience and your child says, give me 15 minutes, if you give in then, that's going to ruin everything because that's like intermittent reinforcement. If your child starts to have a temper tantrum and you give in, that's going to ruin it. If your child asks for more time, that's going to ruin it. If your child goes to bed at the appropriate time that you agreed upon and the next night your child says, can I have an extra 15 minutes before bedtime starts, you can make exceptions from time to time, but not in the moment of the bedtime. That exception that you make has to be before. Let's say it's Friday night. You say, you know, hey, honey, tonight you can get an extra half hour because it's the weekend or Saturday or Sunday, but not at the time of bedtime when there's any kind of negotiation, then your child's getting the message that if I talk or if I do something perhaps negative by crying or saying I want water after my designated time, you know, you're going to give in to me. So you can't renegotiate in the moment. It has to be beforehand. I think that's very, very important. You cannot give in to your child's new demand or request to renegotiate a later bedtime. This is especially true at your child's actual bedtime. If you do, then you are not sticking to the prior agreement set forth by all stakeholders. And that's an example of you not having high expectations or you not keeping your word. And if you want your child to learn the value of keeping your word, you must model keeping your word. So again, you can see how all of the 10 governing principles come into this answer. And that's why this book is so useful because you're getting recommendations and you're seeing the usefulness of the recommendations when they apply to the answering of the questions that you asked. This doesn't mean exceptions can't be made on special occasions. Certainly they can. However, if you're going to alter your child's bedtime, you make that alteration prior to the actual bedtime, which is just what I said. I would do that because I would never want to make a change that could be perceived as being manipulated by my child. So that's why you can't do it in the moment. Because you don't want your child's negative behaviors or complaints in the moment of the bedtime to alter the bedtime. Because then your child's learning how to get negative attention and also have negative behaviors, and you're reinforcing it by giving in so you can't do it then. Again, because if I give in to the demand my child is requesting at their bedtime, my child will learn that I can be manipulated and that I do not honor my own commitment and agreements. I must never do this. If I do, my child will always try to wear me down when they are not wanting to follow through on what they previously agreed to. Obviously, the governing principle that must be implemented here is consistency and follow-through, and of course, having high expectations. From what I hear from all of you, based on communication when you write to me at learnwithmeremotely.com, which is my website, learnwithmeremotely.com, from what I hear, this exchange is really helpful to you. And of course, you can purchase the book at amazon.com. You can go to my author's page, Dr. Mindy Shaw, and look through all of the books. Again, I feel like all of the books, my children's books are not really just for the children. My children's books, I believe, are really parenting guides because they really model the actual communication I have with children and why my communication is effective with children. So enjoy looking through all of my material. Continue to write to me at learnwithmeremotely.com. Until next time, 
Stay healthy, be well, enjoy the spring. And that concludes this episode of the podcast series, Teaching Humanity Remotely with Dr. Mindy Shaw. Thank you for listening. You can follow Dr. Shaw on Facebook. Her page is Learn With Me Remotely. That's on Facebook. That's also her website, learnwithmeremotely.com. Her podcasts and all the books that she's been referring to are on that site for purchase and samples are there as well. You can follow her on Twitter at Dr. Mindy Shaw One. Doctor is abbreviated DR and the one is the number one, Dr. Mindy Shaw One. And on Instagram at Dr. Mint with a T Shaw. Thanks again for listening. Watch out for the next podcast in the series. That'll be coming real soon.